0: Thank you for joining us this Tuesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. The title of our message is, Called to be Witnesses of God, or called to be God's Witnesses, is another way of putting it. It comes from Acts chapter 26, verses 9 through 32. Beginning with verse 9, he says, I too thought I ought to do many things against Jesus of Nazareth. And that is what I did in Jerusalem. The leading priests gave me the power to put many of God's people in jail. And when they were being killed, I agreed with it, saying it was a good thing. In every synagogue, I often punished them and tried to make them speak out against Jesus. I was so angry, full of rage against them. I even went to other cities looking for them to find them and to punish them. One time the leading priests gave me permission and the power to go to the city of Damascus. Now on the way there, at noon, I saw a light that came down from heaven. It was brighter than the sun, and it flashed all around me and those who were traveling with me. Now we all fell to the ground. Then I heard a voice speaking to me in the Jewish language, saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You are only hurting yourself by fighting me. And Saul said, Who are you, Lord? And it has a question mark there in the scripture. It says, The Lord said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. Stand up, I have chosen you to be my servant and my witness. You will tell people the things that you have seen, and the things that I will show you. This is why I have come to you today. I will keep you safe from your own people and also from those who are not Jewish. I am sending you to them to open their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to the light and away from the power of Satan to the power of God. Then their sins can be forgiven and they can have a place with those people who have already been made holy by believing in me. Now King Agrippa, after I had heard this vision from heaven, I obeyed it. I began telling people that they should change their hearts and their lives. They should turn to God and do things to show they really have changed. I told this first to those who live in Damascus, then those who live in Jerusalem and in every part of Judea, and also to those who are not Jewish. This is why the Jews took me and were trying to kill me in the temple. But God has helped me, and so I stand here today telling all those who will listen, those who are small and great, what I have seen. But I am saying only what Moses and the prophets said would happen, that Christ would die, he would rise from the dead, and he would bring light to the Jewish people as well as the non-Jewish people. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the scripture today. We thank you that we are called to be witnesses. We thank you for Saul, who would be called the Apostle Paul, this Damascus Road experience, Lord, that he was confessing and he was he was witnessing before King Agrippa and all those who were famous, all those who were from wealth, all those who were present in the court. And Lord, we just pray for this message today, that if someone hears it, that they will realize, Lord, that you are the hope, you are the light, and then we need to turn from our wicked ways. We need to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. May the Lord add a blessing to this word. Amen. Amen. So I only read from chapter uh, chapter 26, verse 9 through 23. And I will pick up with the rest of uh, the chapter tomorrow. But I want to look at this. You know, when well, you see uh, Saul, he did many things against people that believed in Jesus of Nazareth. He went into Jerusalem He got power from the priest to put many of God's people in jail. You know, we live in a world today where people, they don't have to be chief priests, but people want to put the people of God in jail for what they believe. You know, we live in a world today where people are being killed for their faith. People are being, uh, they use the term, martyred for a cause. But you know, it's, it's amazing. The Bible tells us here that uh, Saul did this in his day, and how much different is today. There are people that are angry against the people of God. It's amazing the world that we live in today. How much has changed from when I was a kid and a teenager and a young adult, and even, a, uh, even in my early years of ministry, how things have changed dramatically. You know, we live in a world where counterculture and anti Christian is, is ever present. But we do serve a God that is, is faithful. We serve a God that is always there with us. And we'll look further into this. But we see that, that uh, Saul uh, asked for permission and for power to go to Damascus to hunt down the Christians to hunt down those who believed in Jesus of Nazareth. But what happened? You know, we always hear the sermon called the Damascus Road Experience. And you know, there was a great light that came down around noon. Now we think of noontime, it's when the sun is at the highest point. uh, Noontime being lunchtime. But But he talks about there was a great light that came down from heaven. It was brighter than the sun. And it flashed all around him and all those who were with him you know i bet that was a scary sight it's very detailed in the scripture in acts chapter 26. it tells us that it it was a bright light brighter than the sun and it flashed around i think of a flash from a camera you know when the flash is really bright it sometimes you know can hurt your eyes but he he goes on and says he heard a voice speaking in the Jewish language and it named him this voice that he heard called him by name saying, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? He was persecuting God's people. He was persecuting uh, God. He says, you're hurting yourself by fighting me. And what did we hear Saul say? He says, who are you, Lord? As I mentioned earlier, there's a question mark. It's interesting there that he knew who he was fighting against because he referred to him, who are you, Lord? And what did the Lord say? He said, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. It's amazing. And he says, stand up, I have chosen you to be my servant and my witness. You will tell the people the things that you have seen and the things that I will show you. Isn't that amazing? You know, in our life, we can give, be witnesses of who Jesus is, where we were, our testimony of where we came from to where we are now. It's not to boast about it. It's to give God the glory. It's to witness to others. It's to share what God can do in and through your life when you surrender to Him. It can show people that we came from this or we came from that. I often think of those that struggle with alcohol or with drugs or with some type of addiction, how the power of God can break the chain. And they're totally transformed (laughs) the writer goes on and tells us here that he says this is why i have come to you today so jesus told him that's why he came to him to tell him he was going to be a witness he said i will keep you safe from your own people and also from those who are non-jewish now he was saying that god was going to protect him God was going to use him in a great and mighty way. He came personally to Saul, who would become Paul later. But think about that. He said, I am sending you to them. I can imagine Saul saying, yeah, right. You know, how about, how about us? We think of Jonah, another story. We say, you know, yeah, right, you're going to send me to the people of Nineveh. But that's the world we live in today. People are afraid to walk out in faith. But if God sends you to them, he will send you to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and away from the power of Satan unto God. This is the key to the Christian walk, the Christian life. Their eyes need to be open. The blinders need to be taken off, or the scales need to fall off. You know, because they live in darkness. But they need to live, live in light today. They need to live in the power of God. And why do we do that? So that our sins can be forgiven. And that we can have a place with those who have been made holy by believing in, in Jesus. That's the hope we have. We must believe. But we have to confess our sins to be forgiven first. And then we have the hope of eternity. We have the hope of being made holy. Doesn't puff us up? No. But we should be holy in the way what we say, what we do, how we act. Our lifestyle should be holy and acceptable unto God. But he refers here, he says, King Agrippa, After I had this vision from heaven, he obeyed it. At no time does it say Saul questioned or Saul pondered. He immediately obeyed what Jesus had told him. He began telling people that they should change their hearts and lives and to turn to God and do things that show they really have changed. Some people go to the altar, make a profession of faith, and they walk away and nothing changes. But the writer tells us clearly that we must change our hearts and are renewing, renewing our minds. And we must live the Christian walk. Our life must show that we've really changed. And we see here Paul's witness. He first told them in Damascus, and then he went to Jerusalem, and in every part of Judea, also to those who were non-Jews. It's amazing. Sometimes we tend to stay within our, our core group of people. And we say, oh, well, we're saved, and we're sanctified, and that's it. But we live in a world that is lost. Sometimes we have to take the message to them we see here in Damascus and Jerusalem and Judea. Can you imagine? They knew who Saul was. They knew Saul was persecuting the people. He was putting them in jail and even sanctioning their them being killed. But this total life transformation in Saul's life, he would become Paul. His name would change. But he began preaching in Damascus. He began preaching and witnessing in Jerusalem, and in every part of Judea, to Jews and non-Jews. But the Jews did not like it in Jesus' time. They did not like it, and they tried to kill him in the temple. But God spared Paul. He helped him. And it was a reason for his witness there before King Agrippa. He said, so I stand here today telling all people, small and great, what I have seen. Each one of us will stand before people. You know, the largest crowd I can remember standing in front of was over 5,000 people. And I was so nervous. I was scared, scared that I would not say the right thing. But I was not there to say what I wanted to say. I was there to say what God would have me to say. Just like with the podcast, I'm here to say what God gives me, what God reveals to me. But he goes on and says here, he spoke to all people from all walks of life. Recently, yesterday, well, actually yesterday, I was in the capital city here in uh, in Mauritius. I was in Port Louis and I met one of the vendors that I have not seen for a long time. And he asked how I was doing and I asked how his family was doing and I asked him to uh, told him I was praying for him and if he had any prayer requests and you know, it's amazing, you know, he, he it was it was Jesus speaking in and through our conversation. Uh, it's, it's just amazing what God can do when you just take time to share. But here we were talking about in the rider with King Agrippa, the audience that was there, they were both great and small. God will send us to all types of people from all walks of life, all types of cultures all types of religions but we need to share the message of hope it's found in a personal relationship with Christ we see here it says Saul says I am saying only what Moses and the prophets said would happen he was just confirming that that Christ would die he died a terrible death and as the he was the first to rise from the dead And he would bring light to the Jewish people and the non-Jewish people. We say the Jews and the Gentiles, but another way of putting it is non-Jewish people. This is the hope that we have today. So we're all called to be witnesses of God. You know, what has God brought you through today? Has he brought you through a situation? As we begin this new year, we're already... We're already 10, 10 days into the new year. What has God brought you through? Or what does God need to bring you through? What is your prayer t- today? Are you a witness for God? All we have to do is share our testimony. We don't have to be a famous pastor like Billy Graham or others that are that are preaching today, like Charles Stanley and many others in America and around the world. All we have to do is share our testimony of hope. A hope that we can be redeemed. So we're called to open the eyes so that people can see. They can see where they're at to where they're going. There's a scripture in Exodus, chapter 15, verses 11 through 14. It says, It says, God chose the nation of Israel to be his witnesses. Are there any gods like you, Lord? There are no gods like you. You are wonderfully and holy. You are amazingly powerful, a worker of great and mighty miracles. You reached out your right hand, and the earth swallowed up our enemies. Keep your loving promise, and lead the people you have saved. With your strength, you will guide them to your holy place. The other nations will hear this, and will tremble with fear. You know, there's a there's a pastor Tony Campolo in America, and he. He talks about the best instrument for evangelizing or reaching out is the ordinary church member bearing witness to a vital faith of where God brought them from and where they are going. It always has been and it always will be. The ordinary church member. We don't have to have all these degrees to witness to people, to share our testimony. There's a high probability that if you're a Christian today, that it's because a member of the church someone invited you to come to church. Some of those people in the church loved on you. They guided you, they directed you, they made you feel a part of the body of of believers. You know, generally people are led into a personal relationship with Christ. Because there has been a church member who cared enough to talk to them about Christ. To share the love of God with them. You know, our lifestyle today as Christians should be a testimony to the validity of our message. We don't only need to walk the walk, we need to Talk to the talk, they need to go hand in hand. According to Paul, we must share the gospel while we are still in the process of changing into truly Christianized people. You know, we're not always going. We're always striving for perfection. We're always striving to get closer to God. You know, we are imperfect people who are heirs to the grace of God today, this unmerited favor of God. We are called to invite people to join us on this journey as we strive together to become more and more Christ like each and every day. That's why we read the Word, that's why we pray, that's why we fellowship with the body of believers. We give our testimony. On Sundays we have wow moments, we call it wow because what God has done. You know, God brings victory in people's lives. God heals people. God redeems people. No one is beyond the scope of redemption. Even the vilest of sinner, the worst of the worst, can be redeemed. And you say, Pastor, how is that possible? It's possible because of the love, this grace of God. And how can I prove that? We think of the story of the thief on the cross. Jesus was hanging on the cross and there were two thieves, one on the right and one on the left. And we're reminded that one cursed God, cursed him. Saying, if you really were God, you would, you would, you would get us down from here and save yourself. But the other one acknowledged who he was, the thief on the other side. And Jesus said, Truly, today you will be with me in paradise. So there is hope, even for the vilest of sinner, the worst of the worst. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. And most of all, Lord, we thank you for your redemptive. For this grace, this unmerited favor of God that we've talked about many times. We thank you, Lord, that we can go from darkness to light. We thank you that you can open our eyes and we can see that we need to turn from darkness to light. We need to turn from the power of Satan to the power of God. We have the hope that our sins can be forgiven. And that we too can have a place with those who have gone on before us. Those people that you have made holy by believing in you. That's the hope we have. We have a hope of redemption because the fact that you died on a cross. And that you rose from the dead. And that you brought the light to the Jewish people, to the Jew, uh, non-Jewish people, the Gentiles. Lord, we want to thank you for that. We thank you for those people that are witnesses for you, those people that have shared the gospel and then invited someone to church. Lord, we think of those throughout our life, my life, that you brought into my life as I was growing up, those individuals that shared the love of Christ, those that lived what they said those saints that have long gone on to heaven but lord you're not finished we have a call we have a call to share the good news and that's the promise we have that you will lead us that you will guide us and that you will save your people so lord we want to thank you for this day we thank you for this message and lord we we'd be amiss if we didn't give an invitation to someone. Lord if. Someone doesn't know you as their personal savior. Today can be that day. We pray Lord you will open their eyes. That they will see. Where they're headed. But Lord we pray that you open their eyes. That they can turn. From darkness. To light. That they can turn. From these power. The power of Satan. This addiction. Whether it be alcohol or drugs or gambling, or, or some other type of addiction. But we know that you can break the chains. You can forgive their sins. And they too can be made holy. But we must believe. We must confess and believe in walk in the newness of life. So if someone doesn't know you as their personal savior, today can be that day. It's simple. A simple prayer saying, Lord, I'm a sinner, and I need forgiveness. I acknowledge you as Lord and Savior today. I want to be out of darkness and into the light. I want my sins to be forgiven today, and I want to be made holy. I believe in you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So it's as simple as that, confessing, believing, and then you read the word of God, and you get into a Bible-believing church with a body of believers that read the word, that teach the word, that live the word. It's what it's all about today. So we look forward to joining you on Wednesday with a new message of hope and encouragement. So thank you for joining us on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we we ask that you join us tomorrow with a new message. God bless. Have a great day, Pastor Doug.